Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Rangers Review afternoon briefing. It's morning where Ali is, but afternoon here in the good old UK uh, as we talk all things Rangers on Friday the 13th of January. Ali, how are we getting on? Brilliant, thanks, mate. It's um, yeah, it's quite nice. You know, like a little weather chat at the start of the show, so I'll add a wee bit. It's uh, it's quite nice here. I'm, I'm, I live just outside Charlotte in North Carolina, so... This time of year is our cold part of the year. <laughs> uh, so, no, it's, it's all good, mate. Thanks. Good What's the temperature like where you are, Ali, at the moment? Um, it was up in the it was up in the 20s, so Celsius, wow. uh, the other day there. Uh, it's a wee bit cooler than that this weekend. Um, my youth programme had their first games this weekend, so we're out and about. So, believe it or not, we usually this time I still manage to sunburn, as you can imagine, my beautiful <laughs> complexion. So, uh, so, yeah, it'll be factor, uh, factor 50 this weekend for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. So, we long for uh, the 20 degrees over here, that, that's for sure. Not quite like that here. Blistering uh, cold and uh, swirling winds. But hey-ho, people are tuning in to talk all things Rangers. Before we do that, folks, uh, just a word from our sponsor, uh, Seneca Medical Group. You can see uh, their branding on the screen there. Uh, they are the number one uh, hair transplant corporation in Europe due to its elite hair restoration services and innovation techniques. To date, they've treated over 43,000 hairless sufferers. Their mes- mission is a simple one, to change people's lives and restore their lost self-confidence. And it's their vision to lead their, their hair restoration industry to new heights worldwide and offer the most advanced treatments at an affordable rate. So there you go, folks. If you want to uh, uh, reignite uh, the top of your cranium, uh, then this is at the group to go to Seneca Medical Group, and I'll pop in the links. Uh, well, they should be in the description uh, box uh, as well for you. So do go check them out if that's um, something you're thinking of doing. Um, right, let's talk Rangers Alley. Michael Beale has just given us a pre-match press conference ahead of uh, Sunday's League Cup semi-final against uh, Aberdeen. Uh, before we touch on that... Um, Get your thoughts on last Sunday's match against uh, Dundee United at Tanadai. Seems almost a, a lifetime ago now, but uh, Rangers going up there. Uh, they won 2-0. You, you predicted rightly, uh, um, although it took the, the second half, I think, the introduction of Alfredo Morelos to uh, sort of spark them into life somewhat. Fashion Sakala with a great goal. Uh, and then Malik Tillman rounded things off. Two goals in two minutes. Uh, what did you make of the performance up there? I, you know what, I think first of all, and this is maybe went a little bit under the radar this week and obviously all of the chat is, um, I guess, the improvement in Dundee United. You know, there's a lot of hat-tipping goes to managers in the league whenever they come up and play well against Rangers and I don't necessarily think their their manager got that after this week. I thought they set up really well. I think they made it really hard for us. Well, I think the points that um, Bill made about the movement and the attacking actions in the first half... Once they were fixed in the second, I think we were, you know, a lot more comfortable. Um, but, you know, I think we've somewhat got a tendency in these games as well to panic, you know, because we're we're used to in away games this type of story, right, where we start poorly and we've got to try and work it back. I thought a lot of the first half was promising. You know, we're still seeing a continuation of um, this style of play where we're focusing on one side of the field, Right, where there's lots of overloads, lots of movement on the left side, for example. And I just felt we switched that in the second half. And then you add in, obviously, Alfie coming in. 
you boost the performances of um, of Kent and Tillman as well. Zakala so obviously, you know, got a wee bit more freedom and things start to look a bit better. So I think as these games go on, hopefully we'll start to see the anxiety level drop. Um, the support and we can we can start to trust these lads a bit more. I think that's really been the issue, right? Is that when Bill talks about confidence coming from the players, comes from us too. We've got a lack of confidence in them sometimes to perform. So when they do it, it's almost like relief that you know we've we've got the result. But um, I know what they what they win and and again keeps the momentum going, right? Yeah, uh, you get some uh, positive comments coming in from Positive Vibe Ali. He says, uh, good to see Ali on again. I like that he brings a level-headed opinion. So uh, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> we get a, a fan on uh, on the chat. Uh, right, lots of comments coming in. Let's talk about the, the press conference that Michael Beale has just given. Loads packed in there uh, as ever. What I'll do is, folks, if you've not uh, had a chance to watch it on the, the club's YouTube channel, uh, we've got uh, the transcript on the website up bunged it in the comments section there so you can have a wee read uh, as and when. First of all, he was was asked on transfers. Uh, He was asked, where are you transfer-wise? He says, it's progressed well in terms of where it is at. As soon as there is news, we will let everyone know. We are eager to let everyone know. It will take a little bit of time. My bit is done, if that makes sense. And now it's over to other people to finalise things. As far as I can see, I'm really pleased with the way two or three things are going. They're heading in the right direction. I didn't think anyone would be in before this game, talking about Aberdeen, of course. uh, And I didn't want to disrupt the group either the group is quite settled at the moment hopefully in the next week or so we will see one or two things and he was then asked about uh, Todd Cantwell of course heavily linked to the Norwich City midfielder he's a player with a lot of ability and there will be a lot of interest in him he's a player I like a lot as I said last week out of respect I can't really say much more than that I think you're not far off the track with what you are all insinuating uh, keeping his cards close to his chest there, Ali. Um, Todd Cantmill, someone's been heavily linked. Would you like to see him at Ibrox? Um, I, I, of course, I mean, he's a really talented boy. He could um, definitely add something to our team. Um, there's that name recognition there that is um, perhaps not the case with, you know, if we're looking at boys from, you know, Eastern Europe or, you know, obviously Celtic of yeah. the Asian market and are signing players from there. So, you know, while there's the videos and there's the clips you can see of, of boys out there, um, you know, signing British players, I guess is a positive because, let's say, name recognition, we've saw them play. There's, you know, an understanding of what they can bring. We're, we're clear on what their qualities are. There's that, I guess there's a, a less of a, a threat of settling in, right, and that there's a lot of British boys in the team. So you'd like to think that that'll be fairly swift moving um you know, moving house, moving apartment up the roads shouldn't be too big a culture shock. So I think it definitely ticks all the boxes as someone that should be able to come in and settle. I guess the bigger the bigger issue is the amount of games he's played, right? And and just genuine match fitness that he's he's got. Um is he going to be able to come in right away and play 90 minutes every match? You know, Bill spoke a lot about um rotations and you know got five subs now and we can use everyone so I think that'll certainly help him if if he's the guy we go for because I think he's going to need that um I guess the bigger thing mate and all, all these signings is going back to the name recognition pieces is fans turning themselves on or off to a player before they're even in the door you know we yeah. were we've, we've saw better players and worse players than him 
you know, come in and, and again, converse to do really well or, or really struggle. So my, my hope is for any players that come in in January is that um, they hit the ground running and we, and we get some positive vibes behind them. Because as we saw last year with the boy Diallo, for example, it, it went south fairly quickly and we've all sort of written him off before, um, you know, we really got the chance to do it. Add to that, I think the manager wrote him off as well. So you, you'd like to think, yeah. The way that Beal's talking about the transfers this this time round, he's pretty much identified them, right? And it's it's up to him now to make it work, I guess, if if we can get the deals done. Yeah. Uh lots of comments coming in. Uh Cliff says uh, Ali knows his football. Uh, quite, yeah, he absolutely yeah, he does. That. And he's uh, line, tuning in all the way from windy <laughs> and cold Los Angeles. Oh, what a shame, Cliff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's not all that bad. And then he just asked, I think you touched on that, Ali, about the signing targets. Uh, Cantwell is one. Uh, Tom Davis has sort of been linked as well. It's got a bit, bit quiet in the last few days with regards to the Everton midfielder, uh, Ali. Um, that aside, is, is there any other positions you feel that Rangers need to strengthen in this window? I think um, the, the problematic right midfield, right wing is an area that, that's often brought up, but the style that Michael Beale plays, is that an issue really uh, going forward? I think in the short term it is because we're relying on probably backup guys. So, for example, Sakal has been playing in there who I think is, is probably an off-the-bench guy. Um, or maybe playing Tillman out of position by moving him forward into there. So is there really anyone right now, <clears throat> pardon me, that's got that nailed down or we, we see, you know, doing a similar role to Kemp on the other side? Probably not, right? So again, if they if they were to sign someone in, in that forward position, I think the lad from, from Blackpool could, uh, you know, they've identified maybe as somebody that could, could play in there. A bonus, I, I still think we need to, as we mentioned the last time I was on, solve it, the the whole midfield position. You know, I know that the lad there asking, they've identified, and again, that's all sort of went quiet. Maybe a bit of an impasse there with his club in terms of um, he's obviously fell out with them, so <laughs> they're looking they're looking for a return on their investment rather than just letting him go. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the lad just just wants it at the club. So I guess that's the that's the tricky part with these transfers, right? Is that um, you know. The, the easy part's getting them to sign, right? The easy part's Beal sitting on a Zoom call and saying, do you want to come play for Rangers, right? Because every player's going to say yes, or certainly the ones that you'd like to think we've identified. I guess the trouble now is, is do we get value in that transfer? And if we are outlaying a transfer fee, it's within range and within reason. And we're, because it's, you know, you could go down the Man United route where eh, they really want X player Good spend twenty million, just get them. We need them in the door, and then what that does is that impacts all the future transfers, and that your directors of football, your agents, your your CEOs, see Rangers coming down the road and, and feel they can take advantage of them and try and get some more money out of them than perhaps they're yeah. willing to give. So, I, you know, conversely, mate, I, I quite like the fact that we're shrewd in that department, and and Wilson seems to be good at getting the the, the best deal for Rangers. I guess the the tough part about that, and then. You know the hardest part for us as fans is 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 that impatience. We we want it done next week, or we want it done today rather to play next week. Um, so that's the, that's the part we're maybe going to have to continue to be a bit patient on. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, Mad Dog gets in touch. Uh, Cantwell and Tom Davis could inspire some of our baldy support to call up <laughs> for a hair transplant. I can see Stevie Clifford with a Cantwell peroxide mullet. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that would certainly be something. And uh, Mary Cunningham gets in touch, Ali. Uh, she says, looks like you have been joined by Jim McDonald from Coronation Street. <laughs> 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 bringing out the lookalikes this week on the, uh, the Rangers review. There we go. Yeah. Well, uh, Ad- Adam got called a, a skinny John Harpson the other yes. day. So uh, some that of the, was, the, li- the, yeah. the likeness uh, from the comments coming in really uh, quite tickling. But um, yeah, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> comment here from uh, Stephen Gillespie. Uh, great to hear Lowry is going nowhere. Uh, Michael Beale was asked about Lowry. This, this comes from... Reports a couple of days ago, I think it was, suggesting that he could be heading up north to Dingwall uh, to join uh, Ross County on loan. That doesn't. That wasn't the case. And he was asked about Alex Lowry if he could be sent out on loan. He says, no, it's not in the plans. At this moment in time, it's not our plan for anyone who's in the first-team squad to leave the building. Alex obviously started against Motherwell. He did okay. He'd like to have done better, but I thought for a young player doing uh, going in, he did fine. We won the game 3-0, so no harm done. He had a slight calf issue after that game, which meant he missed the last squad. He was back in training just before the Dundee United game, so I took the opportunity for him to go and play in the B-team game where he scored a hat-trick. It's a completely different level, and I expect him to go there and be dominant, but that's the reason why you haven't seen him just since that Motherwell game. And that sort of answers that. There was a, a bit of debate, Ali, when he wasn't in the matchday squad uh, recently, but it's an interesting one with Alex Lowry, isn't it? He's too good for the Lowland League, um, and he's not quite it's so competitive in that position to, to make a make a breakthrough into the first team. Where, where do you stand on Alex Lowry? Would you be would you be tempted to send him out on loan for the second half of the season? You know, it's a, it's a shame, mate. To be honest with you, because I think the the best time to get him in the team this year would have been when he was injured, right? Doing that run of the Champions League, using him in cup games, using him in league games, being able to free up a a central midfielder or a winger and putting him in in those matches. But obviously, it wasn't. He wasn't available. I, I'm honest, when I when I sort of heard the rumours that he was going on loan somewhere, I actually thought it was a good thing. Mm. Um, he clearly needs first-team football. And, you know, sometimes there's a, a different school of thought with the with the loans going to play for different clubs in Scotland. So, for example, going to play in the first division where you're coming up against part-time players, coming up against full-time players. Therefore, you might still be training with Rangers a couple of days and going and playing games there. So you're yeah. not really getting that full experience of being a, a full-time pro. Um, obviously, the staff will the staff will know um, him obviously better as a guy, as as a boy. I, I guess the the tough part is with with any development, it's do the players that you're playing with buy into? You? And right now, I'm not so sure that his personality leads to being a regular first-team player. His ability does. I think he's certainly talented enough. So therefore, maybe there's a wee bit of maturity to be done, maybe a bit more growing up to be done, and potentially playing some some you know Premier League games or someone else might give him that. Again, conversely, mate, if he's going and playing for Ross County, for example, who again with the best will in the world will be defending a lot of games, you know, they're fighting for their lives right now at the bottom of the league. Is that is that maybe the environment they want me to go put him in? So that's you know, that's that's the hard part is if we want him to go play in a possession based team. It's probably down a division. And again, it goes back to the level argument. He's certainly, you know, eons better than the B team level playing against yeah. genuine amateurs. So it's it's hard to say that that's the right spot for him as well. But 
you know, for Bale to say there's no one leaving, I'd be a little bit worried if I was him because again, I'm just not sure he's going to get the minutes that's uh, that's needed. Yeah, and and just off the back of that, Andy Mitchell says, uh, "What do you think the future is for Juan Allegri uh, coming back from mm. Allegri coming back from uh, Falkirk? Uh, yes, uh, loan uh, has ended. Uh, I'd imagine he will be <clears> sent <throat> back out on loan somewhere uh, or." He'll be playing with the B team. I don't think he's ready for the step up to the first team at this moment in time. And Stuart Ballantyne uh, says, Lowry and McCann need minutes, and if they're not going to get it with us just uh, now, then alone would do them good. Uh, but if they do send them down south, I, yeah, I think a uh, championship or even League One in England, mm-hmm. I think would be good experience for, for the both of them. Charlie McCann for you, Ali. He's another one I think falls in the same bracket as Alex Lowry. That I don't think they're as advanced. Adam Devine is, is, is another one that, that, that's managed to make that breakthrough and he is getting minutes um, and he deserves those minutes, I think, as well. But but Lowry and McCann, for me, uh, it's, 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 it's hard to see them uh, featuring more at this, this moment in time, do you think? It is, mate. And again, you've got to look at situationally, right? You've had a manager at the start of the season that for, let's figure, at least half of that time was fighting to keep his job, right? Was fighting to win the fans over. So... The thought of putting a young boy that's untested into that, there's maybe some anxiety. And then now he's got a situation where he's got a new manager yeah. that while he's, he's by his own admission, a development coach and wants to help footballers, he's in the wins and losses business just like anyone else, right? He needs to impress. He needs to get himself over with the Rangers fans. So, you know, is it going to be a situation where we can take it easy for a game and, and, and bleed these guys in? Probably not either. So again, that that's the tough part. It's like I mentioned earlier, have they got the ability to play for Rangers? Of course they have, or they wouldn't be there. Um, but do they have the the professionalism? Do they have the experience to come in and win matches for Rangers? There's yeah. other boys that have done that more than them, unfortunately, and that's that's usually where the manager will turn. Yeah, uh, let's get to a few more of the comments uh, coming in. Uh, this one, a good friend of the show, Denzel, says, on the subject of lookalikes, we all know that Derek is the Milky Bar kid. Grown old. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm, ha- I'm buying that, that Denzel, to be honest. Uh, there was a similar sort of comment came in here from Joe 90. Until he uses that Seneca, we can see how level Derek's heat is. Well, I did go for a haircut earlier on uh, today, so it looks, it's, it looks like, uh, yeah, you can tell I've had the old... Uh, Lego head haircut going on there. Um, Cliff gets back in touch. I really like Yates at Blackpool. Have you seen him, Derek? Jerry Yates, yeah. I did see him when he played for Rotherham, but that was uh, some time ago. Uh, he is banging them in f- for Blackpool. He has been linked before, if I'm not mistaken, when I'm sure when Stephen Gerrard uh, was the manager. I'm not too sure if you've seen much of him, Ali. Uh, I think he's, he's a decent striker. Um, whether, I mean, playing for Blackpool, playing for Rotherham isn't quite playing for Rangers, so I would have my there would be doubts about that, but he's a useful enough player for me. Yeah, and again, I think this could be someone in the, um, I guess, in that sort of Sakala mould of yeah. you bring him in, you work with him, hopefully there's a bit more of a, a ceiling you can improve there. I think athletically, um, he's obviously got a few levels, right? He's, he can move, obviously, he's, he's a, clearly a talented footballer as well. Um, like you mentioned, that step up from the levels is, is tough, but you know, we see, you know, it's been mentioned ad nauseum, but like, say, Joe Rebo come from Charlton, where there's maybe five to 10,000 at matches, not a ton of pressure there. All of a sudden, he comes in, he's playing the Europa League final a couple of years later. So it's it's yeah. certainly doable. Um, I guess my, my big thing with any attacker coming in is 
now that we've started to sort of divide the roles up in, in the forward areas, now can we get more specific, right? So right now we don't really have a replacement for Morelis in, in that mould of a striker, right, that target player. I don't think he really fits into that, you know, particular area. So if it is in the support play underneath the forward, um, do we see him being better than Hadji? Do we see him being better than Lawrence or, or a, you know, Sakala, for example? Or are we just putting him into that? pool of players that could play there. So I guess that's the, the challenge for Yates moving forward. If if indeed they go for him, is do they see him as, as, as being a starter? Or if that's not the case, then what's he coming on to do? Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, some other comments come in, Ali. Uh, forget Rangers. SH says, uh, what's Ali's favourite bar in Glasgow when he's over? Oh, Jesus, there honestly, Derek. I could... I'll be honest, mate, the, the, the last time that I was in Glasgow, I was probably 22, so that would be, what, 15 <laughs> years ago? <laughs> you know, 16, so I'll be honest, I couldn't even tell you what bars are in Glasgow anymore, never mind uh, yeah. where, where to go need, to. We need to get you back over, Ali. It's, uh, yes. It's been uh, too long. Uh Let's touch on this one for, from, from Mad Dog. Um, Lawrence is a real worry. Recurrent Achilles injuries are a killer when you're pushing 30. His pace will be done. Uh, ask the manager for an update on Ridvan and Tom Lawrence. And this is what he said, uh, uh, folks. He said, um, Ridvan will be another three to four weeks before he plays. Tom Lawrence at the moment is doing isolated rehab he had a slight discomfort, nothing major, but we're just seeing how he goes with the rehab. So he's probably been delayed. And he added, if all goes to plan, you'll see Yanis Hadji in the St. Johnson home game at the end of the month. Uh, positive news on Hadji, Ali, but uh, Tom Lawrence is, uh, is, is a worry. We've not seen him since the end of August. Top player when he's on his, on his day. However, this is, uh, this is really concerning. No time scale as to when he's going to return. And again, we've we've lived this so often, mate. When there's no time scale, usually it means yeah two things. There's there's a, another op in the horizons, or there's certainly one that they're planning on doing. So that'll obviously you know come out as and when that happens. <clears throat> or pardon me, or, or may again, maybe it's it's just that that thing of um, there's just pain there, and they're trying to figure out where it's coming from. You know, the, like anything with rehab, it's. There's, there's different parts to it. So it's it's the leg muscles, it's the doing the squats in, in the gym, it's doing you know sprinting, it's doing ball striking, all of those things obviously can affect the muscles differently. I mean, you've not played football for a long time, just general pain of you know getting out there again, you're, you're trying to manage that. I think the, the, the bigger one for me, to be honest with me, because we've, we've sort of known about Lawrence, um, and the issue is, is, is Ridvan, you're here in another yeah. three to four weeks. We may, we, I feel like we heard that three to four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so this seems to be the most prolonged hamstring injury without it being a tear um, that, that I've heard yeah. in quite a while. So again, there's there's, there's sometimes with um, <clears throat> these players have got the lower centre of gravity, the smaller players, the more stocky built players, it tends to be more back issues than, than, than yeah. you know, just hamstring. So maybe there's... Maybe there's an element there of, of maybe being overworked this uh, you know this autumn and it's it's taking its effect on him. Yeah, yeah. I think I think at the time a good few weeks ago he said he suffered the uh, the worst sort of hamstring injury you can you can have. Uh, mm-hmm. Red fan. It was a twelve week job. Um, but yeah, we're not going to see him 
anytime soon, which is unfortunate. Um, there's an interesting point raised as well I wanted to touch on uh, from Rob Call, who gets in touch. Uh, most interesting part of the press conference for me uh, was he said Robbie McCrory will be given a chance, just wondering what games he'll feature. Yeah, it was asked about the, the goalkeeping situation, if he plans on rotating uh, in future. Of course, we've seen John McLaughlin start at Tanadice, and he was asked if Robbie McCrory is part of the rotation plans. He says, yeah, definitely so with Robbie getting an opportunity between now and the end of the season. He's got an ankle ligament injury, so he's been out for two weeks and be out for another two or three. He's not been in contention, unfortunately, but Robbie's a guy I've got a lot of faith in. He's a young goalkeeper that needs an opportunity. He's shown he can play in our top division on loan and do well. He's broken into the Scottish team as well. You go off what you see in training, and I have no bias to anyone here. You earn the shirt in training. I felt it was the right game for John to go in against United because I expected the game to go a certain way. It didn't, but we got the clean sheet with John in goal, so no harm done. Once Robbie is fit, the plan before the end of the season is to give him an opportunity to showcase that he can be the number one here for Rangers going forward as well. What do you make of that, Ali? Um, certainly positive news in terms of Robbie McCrory's future. And what does that say maybe about Alan McGregor? Has he been phased out? I think so. I think they've, you know, that certainly over the break, maybe they've, they've had the chance to sit down with McGregor and say, okay, how, how are we going to play this? Because, you know, clearly he's got talent. Clearly he trains to a high level. He's obviously a great professional. So to Bill's point about if this is a training performance, who are picking off the back of it, it's actually hard to then not pick McGregor, right? Because he's he's been training at this level for such a long time. I'm sure it's like clockwork for him. Um, when we talk about putting goalkeepers into games and, and trying them out, I get a little bit wary, more so because, again, it's 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 a back five thing with a goalkeeper. It's not like just putting a left back in. You know, yeah. your, your goalkeeper's so fundamental to how you defend, where you defend, communication, setting lines. I guess the thing that McCrory's got on his side is he knows all these boys. He's been around the first team for a long time. So there's that familiarity is there off the field and, and obviously in training. They just don't have that huge body of evidence to suggest it's going to be a positive thing, um, you know, in, in obviously league matches. I think we're going to get to a point in the season, um, you know, certainly towards the end of February that, you know, the staff can really assess it and say, where are we in the league? Do we have a chance? Right, have Celtic dropped points? Have we dropped points? You know, do we really see ourselves winning this league? And I think if they're honest with themselves in those moments, there's going to be a tipping point where, okay, maybe we want to win every game still, but it's you know, if we put McCrory in for a league match, then you know, what's the what's the harm? You know, I think I think we may get to that stage in the season where we've. We, you know, we've clearly got to see him out there playing before we make any final decisions. Um, it's obvious that they like McLaughlin, right? It's obvious that they trust him in these games. And I think it's definitely the case with McCrory, but is it a case of now they're looking between John and, and, and Robbie? Is, are they going to be the backups next year, as in the first backup? So, you know what I mean? It would, it would suggest that McLaughlin's going to be that guy. Therefore, if, if McCrory's fighting for that second jersey, I'd, I'd like to figure we're going to sign a new number one. Um, but I guess everything that's underpinning this, to, to your earlier point, mate, is yeah. is, is McGregor being phased out? I, I think the answer's yes. I, th I think that's probably the right time to do it. Yeah, you sort of answered the, the question I'm going to post you, Ali, whether the, you would like to see someone else being brought in uh, as the number one, or, or do you have, I guess... 
modern day clubs these days have have three goalkeepers on, on the mm-hmm. books. And you think we've not really seen much of McCroy, McCroy apart from two games uh, last season, more than a year ago now. Um, but I guess the manager sees him in training at close hand. You'll know their abilities. Um, but I guess, would you like to, I know he's touched on this before the manager says it's not an area he's looking to strengthen this month, but it's certainly an area that needs strengthened, isn't it? That, that, I mean, John McLaughlin's 35 now, I think, mm. if I'm not mistaken as well. Um, they need to be looking to the future, don't they? Listen, it's, it's a shame, right? But the, the realities of football are, um, if you've been playing first team football, then you're going to be more appealing to be a number one than a guy who sat on the bench for a couple of seasons, right? And whether whether or not that guy coming in's got a tons more ability, or you know whether or not he played at a, a really high level, I think sometimes immaterial for goalkeepers. It's it's a sort of steel sharp and steel analogy, right? If you've been doing it a lot, then coming in and being a first time goalie is, is just that much easier. Um, and again, we, we go back to what we said right at the start of the show with, with, with Lowry. Anyone coming in to be a goalkeeper for Rangers needs to carry that respect. So McGregor had that because of who he is and his personality. Does the other two boys have that in the squad? Probably not, right? Just again, based on being a backup guy, that could change over the course of this year. If, if McLaughlin comes in as a stormer, um, then then maybe he is the number one going out next year. But personally speaking, I, I would like to see his with a, a, a profile of a goalkeeper that we can see being with us for five or six years. And again, that's easier said than done, obviously. Um, this idea of going out and signing a you know a backup goalkeeper from Man United or somewhere in England that is experienced and has played at a good level is one thing. But getting someone who we see being the Rangers goalkeeper, I, I think is, is certainly is as important as a centre-back or a midfielder or a striker or whatever. We, we need someone that's that's going to command themselves like a, like a number one, you know? Yeah, uh, interesting you touched on that there uh, about uh, Man United and what have you, goalkeepers. Louise Y says, uh, James Trafford is a beast of a keeper, of course, uh, linked a, a few weeks ago. Uh, James is on loan at Bolton from Manchester City, England under-21 international. He can't be recalled uh, in January, so that was a, a non-starter. Um, but he is certainly someone... Uh, at, at, uh, Rangers are reportedly uh, scouting at the moment. I would have no qualms if they were to make a move in the summertime. Whether Man City would be uh, allowing him to go out on, on a permanent deal is, is, is another thing. But yes, yeah, certainly he's got a, a really bright future in the game. Uh, has James have been really impressed uh, with him this season at Bolton. Um, and uh, a comment coming in here from uh, Denzel Alley. No wonder Ali doesn't uh, uh, come back to Glasgow. Just taking a look at Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Looks fabulous. Uh, what, what's it like down there? Have you been there? Yeah, I used to. So where the last club I was at before I moved down south was was based in Portsmouth, uh, in New Hampshire. And it's a it's a smashing little place. Little, um, little seaside town. It's got a lot of boats and ferries coming into it from Canada and sort of southeast. So it's, um, yeah, New Hampshire's a great place. Yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff. Snowy, I'll be honest, this time of year, mate. It's, that's the pe- the penguins are out in full force this time of year. That's why I moved away from the northeast. Yeah, the, boy, yeah. the guys that are listening in Canada will will know the pain of having to shovel uh, ten feet of snow off your driveway every morning. So he was holy yeah, moly, the best. Right, that'll do us there, Ali. If people want to get in touch with you on Twitter or whatever, or the, the great work you do with the, your, your retro football analysis, uh, side, yes. where, where, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter, it's just simple, at Ali Bain. 
Um, not to be um, confused with the <laughs> Scottish uh, musician uh, that we used to buy a new year. <laughs> Sometimes goes on the comments. Unfortunately, I'm not related, nor am I related to Martin Bain, which is another one the other week oh, I got, um, thankfully. So, so yeah, retrofootballanalysis.com is, um, is again, another project that I work on uh, in my spare time. I'm actually working on a project right now, looking at all of the games um, from the nine row season. So I'm putting together a month-by-month month sort of breakdown, um, and it's been, I mean, Derek, you and I basically live in the 90s mentally anyway. Oh, so, you know, yeah. it's it's certainly uh, it's good to go back yeah. and watch games from that era. So it's it's keeping the keeping the fires burning. Yeah, fantastic stuff. And Kev Armstrong says uh, you can find Ali on Twitter or in the Rovers return. Like <laughs> <laughs> Big Jim, I'm sure. Is he still in Coronation Street? I'm not, let, 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 let's say we live in the 90s, so he's, he's still uh, Probably, yeah, somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, thanks to everyone for getting in touch uh, with the programme. Uh, it's very much appreciated. Just a reminder, folks, the ticker below, we've got that offer on the website, our New Year offer, £2 uh, for two months' worth of content. And there's loads on there. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And you said, can subscribe to the YouTube channel for absolutely nothing. Uh, if you hit that, then you can click the bell, and it means you'll never miss a video when we go live. Um, we'll be back again on Sunday for all the usual uh, pre-match uh, build-up ahead of the game uh, at Hamden, so we hope you can join us for that. Uh, Ali, score prediction for Sunday. You got last week's spot on. Is it another yes. three, you reckon? <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, that would be nice, right, if... Uh... If we get there, Aberdeen haven't been on a great run of scoring right now. So again, I, I, I'm figuring or I'm hoping rather we keep another clean sheet. Um, so I'm going to go one better than last time. I think we're going to have a good performance. I'm going to go three nothing. Wow. This weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'll bite your hand off for that. Um, looking forward <laughs> to it. If you're heading to the game, then safe travels, folks. And we'll speak to you all uh, on Sunday. Bye.